This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Laura? Yeah, so a former congressman, Anthony Weiner, who I have known for many, many years because I covered him back when he was in, I think, in, in Congress back in the day. Maybe even city council. Anyway, enough of, of my preamble. Anthony, what do you need to get off your chest and how does it tie into what's going on now? Well, we've had, we've had a first, I appreciate it. I've never gotten the sounder, the breaking news sounder, even on my show, the middle, I don't use that because I'm never doing anything that timely. Well, you, you, you got to tell people, you know, you were very upset this afternoon when we were talking and I said, well, get it off your chest. Come on a five o'clock show and get it off your chest. So here's the background. In 2016, we had arguably the greatest of all October surprises. Hillary Clinton leading by about six points. And then suddenly they release information that came from my laptop of all places that the FBI had had for the better part of a month, but they waited for a while to release it. All kinds of leaks coming out of the FBI, even people in this building who, who are on the air for ABC had access to information. The FBI turned out that in, in the New York Bureau was doing a lot of leaking to hurt Hillary Clinton. That's been known for a while. The inspector general pointed that out. The Mueller report pointed it out. It's really not much dis- dispute. But last week, some big news happened about where that source of that leak might have been when there was an arrest. And it was an, an FBI agent, but not just any FBI agent. It was a guy named Charge McGonigal, who was the special agent in charge of counterintelligence. The guy in New York who was, who was supposed to be in charge of protecting us from Russian disinformation, it turns out, according to the indictment, was being paid by this guy, Oleg Deripaska. Now, that guy... If you might remember his name, that's the guy that Manafort was involved in that wound up sending Manafort to jail. So it's the same guy. It's the exact same guy. And so now, now the New York Times is under a lot of pressure because they were getting sources. They were quoting uh, FBI sources throughout the entire campaign, raising questions about Hillary and frankly, being kind of gentle with Trump. Now, remember, at that time, no one thought Trump was going to win. So there wasn't as much uh, of a bright light on him. But now it turns out that not just any old FBI agent, but someone who is at the very, very top was he faces 75 years in jail right now. You mean they don't shoot people anymore? They don't well, handle I don't, Listen, the guy's, in, the guy's in right to have, I mean, he has a, a right to have the, his case heard. It seems like they've got a pretty, a pretty deep indictment against him. The thing that is troubling about this is the big mystery that had been going on for a long time is, you know, I have a personal dog in this hunt. This, my laptop gets blamed for a lot. The FBI had my laptop for a month. Before it came out, and within two days after they released and said that, okay, we've got this information, they said, oh, there's actually nothing on here. And quietly, Comey withdrew it. But by then, the damage was done to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hillary now, Clinton was up by six points the day of the announcement, had finally reached 50% favorable the day of the announcement. Steadily thereafter, and we all know what happens. So this whole question, and the reason I bring this up is tomorrow on, on The Middle Unplugged, it's a podcast that I do. I'm going to talk about the idea that they just passed this new subcommittee that the Republicans put in the House of Representatives to investigate the deep state, to investigate what's really going on in the FBI. And every Democrat voted against. And I'm like, Democrats have as many questions about the FBI as Republicans. They voted against it. They voted against it because, frankly, we already have a Judiciary Committee. They voted against it because they think it's a witch hunt. They voted against it because they don't think there was anything wrong done. And let's face it, the Durham report, the Mueller report, all the, the Inspector General report, a lot of things about the FBI have been looked at. But this thing has never now, been. My so, sources, my sources at the FBI, uh, tell me that that uh, investigation was taken away from the New York office, and it was run by the Washington office. Well, the the Inspector General report they, in, they interviewed Lynch, who was the AG at the time, and Comey, and said, "What motivated you to do this thing that violated seventy years of precedent by announcing right on top of an election?" 
And Comey said he was afraid of leaks coming out of his own uh, out of the New York office. Lynch said we have to be worried about that. The quote from the report says the visceral hate for Hillary Clinton is very deep. We always that's been out there for a very long time. But now we have an actual name and a face. And it wasn't just any old person. It was the very, very head of the counterterrorism unit, which is and, really and this troubling. man accepted money from Russian Russian oligarchs. The big to to to, to change that, that's what around. I want to get to. Uh, go ahead, Tony Carbonetti. So, so, so what was his career path? So he ended up as head of the New York office. Yeah. Right? How long was he in the FBI? And when he, do we think he was first contacted by the Russians? Well, according to the indictment, he already had engagements. He had this guy, uh, uh, Deperska, he had identified him as, a way, as someone that they were going to try to flip. They got his daughter. While working for the FBI. Correct. They got his daughter a job internship at the NYPD. When the argument that this guy made, this guy McGonagall made, he says, oh, we want to we want to buddy up to this Russian oligarch. We think we might be able to flip him. This is the number one wealthiest oligarch. This is the oligarch above all oligarchs. And so the, the implication is in the indictment was this was going on for some time. So he's investigating him and has contact with Correct. him. Correct. And remember something. And he's head of the FBI office in the and they're really after Hillary Clinton. They really didn't want her to but, win. But he's a, he, at that point, he's an Obama appointee. Well, that, that's exactly right. He's right? in the FBI. He, he's the in FBI. the FBI as an Obama appointee, but he's anti-Hillary. The, yeah, the FBI in the New York office was leaking to our friend, Mr. Giuliani, and he was just doing his job. He was, well, he was helping the there campaign. There was never love between Obama and the Clintons. Well, no, this is not. Well, listen, if you I believe. So when you Trump, say they w- never wanted her, who are you? Who was the, the they? The New York the, the the inspector general who looked at this whole thing, inspector general of the Justice Department, looked at this whole thing, and they were trying to answer the big question, which is how do we make sure that what happened with the Comey opening up the investigation then closing it and costing Hillary the election never happens again? Get to the bottom of what really happened. So they interviewed everyone in charge, including Comey and Comey's boss, the head of the Justice Department, the, the attorney general at the time, Lynch. And they both said part of the reason they felt they had to come out with it was people like our friend Rudy – People like Devin Nunes was going on TV and say something's big about to happen, something mm. big. They were leaking furiously. And when they talked about it, so you're saying the, F- the, the New York office of the, the New York FBI office of the FBI and was now, out to undermine right. Hillary. And that that hmm. part of it is not really all that much in dispute. They were leaking heavily all throughout that part. And even Comey's explanation that that was part of the reason he did it, it has a little bit of sense to it. But now there's a name to this. It's not some secretary on the third floor. This is Charles McGonagall was taking hundreds of thousands of dollars. The guy guy that's supposed to be investigating rushing disinformation. And it wasn't just the Wiener laptop. Also, there was a newspaper story in the New York Times, this big expose. It looks like there aren't many connections to Trump and Russia. He is Mm. treating – there's no other way to say it. It's treason against his government. Being an FBI guy committing treason. And do you understand why I have a dog in this hunt? My laptop gets blamed for this. My laptop was seized, had nothing on it that yes. was incriminating. Everybody okay? says, oh, it's because Everyone of this. Everyone says Anthony Winter's laptop, right? They got it at the end of September. This is October 26th when they finally have this press conference. Two days later, after looking at it and seeing it's a copy of a, of a BlackBerry that Huma used five years ago, they said, okay, there's nothing here. The damage had already been done. But the big question has always been, okay, the, the, the New York office leaks. Okay, fine. But who? Who would be doing this? And now we know someone who's connected with Russia, who is trying now, to undermine Hillary. The New York Times knew who it was? Well, the New York Times today. They, would know, source, they, would, know right. they would know who their source Tony's was. Tony's right. Today, that reporter, now that he knows that this guy was on the take, should either say, the reporters in the New York Times should either say, 
This was my source. They're never going to. They're never going to disclose their source. Crow, no, crow, never going to. If your source is a lying crook, if your source is a lying crook, you can't tell. If you find out that you're a in a treason, and also who you want to say it, who's the reporter at the time? I don't have. I do have it here somewhere. Well, if your source lies to you, do you have an obligation to your source? No, but more importantly, you have an obligation to your readers. Lie to you? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't trust them anymore, but you never burn them, Laura, ever. Laura is absolutely right. You have an obligation to source. You can't give You'll it never up. be trusted again you'll by never other be trusted again. You're sources. Right. Yeah. Well, well, wait, and, and let's remember. But there's the highest, a lot of them. No, but Tony, the highest imperative is your obligation to your readers. Yeah. If you're getting information from a Russian source and you don't tell us, okay, maybe you didn't know at the time. Obviously, you didn't know at the time. Obviously. This guy's the head of the FBI counterterrorism. But now he has an obligation to stand but says, that's not my source. That's all he has to do. Um, yeah, I'd love to know who the reporter is. Yeah, let me say it, it was like three reporters. I got to, I got to find it here. Well, um, we have to talking... take a break. Uh, we're going to be coming back after the break uh, uh, with James uh, Hanley. Hanley, James and Hanley. he's got some other revelations. But, but Anthony... let me, let me, let me just say by way of conclusion, the Middle Unplugged podcast on the Red on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's dropping tomorrow morning. I'm going to do a whole episode about this with names and places and dates. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.